Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. to be in your presence. Speak to us in a way that will understand. To you be all glory, all power. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated, please. Hallelujah. Great. Well, you're welcome to service. I'm sure you've been around for some time, so. <laughs> what a shock. But let's have a quick, a quick word and then we'll go home. 45 minutes and then we can go home. Amen. Or 40. You don't pay me over time, so the quicker, the quicker, the better. Somebody say amen. Today I want to start a beautiful series. I pray it will be beautiful and I pray you will enjoy it. I want to call it overcoming Satan's greatest attack. All right. Or how to overcome Satan's greatest attack. Hallelujah. So turn your Bibles with me. We read about some five scriptures and then we roll. Second Corinthians chapter number two, verse number 11. It's a popular scripture you all know. Bible says that lest Satan takes advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Second Corinthians chapter 2, verse number 11. All right. The Bible says, lest Satan should get an advantage over us. For we are not ignorant of his devices. All right. The word devices means his plans, his thoughts, and his mind. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm, I'm beginning, I'm, be, I'm getting to something. So come along. It says, if we are ignorant of Satan's plans, we are ignorant of Satan's thoughts, we are ignorant of Satan's what mind or his mindset, how he's thinking, he will have an advantage over us. All right, and a reminder I said I'm preaching on overcoming Satan's greatest attack. So this presupposes that Satan is on attack or we are under attack and we need to overcome or we need to survive. I see you surviving, okay. And here, the Bible introduces us to a word called devices. 
and I said, Satan's devices refers to his mind, his plans, his thoughts. Hallelujah. Let's read another scripture. Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 11. The Bible says that, put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. These two scriptures are connected. It's, they are all talking about the devil, Satan, Diablos. Alright? And here he's saying that the thing you protect yourself. Immediately, once you see an armor, you know that you are going for war. Hallelujah. It means you are going for war. And if you are going for war, he says, put on the armor, put on your bulletproof, put on your protective shield, put on your ammunition, put on what you need to win this battle so that you will be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. What does wiles mean? Okay, we are looking at devices and wiles. Wiles means, number one, schemes. Okay, maybe let me even find the meaning. Yeah, wiles means schemes. Okay, we'll come to scheme. A scheme is an underhand plot. Do you get it? An underhand plot. A plot that is done behind you. That's why all these schemes that you get into, at the end, your money disappears. So it's like it's a plan. It's a calculated plan. A scheme is a calculated set of organized plans. It's getting more crafty, isn't it? A calculated, well-organized plan. Do you get it? Uh-huh. So they will say, do this, then you do then. But it's all a plan to get you to a certain point of destruction. So the Bible says that put on the whole armor of God so that you can stand against the calculated, organized plans of the devil. I see you surviving. Okay, it also means wows. I'm explaining wows. I've explained devices. I said devices refer to the mind, the plans, and the thoughts of the devil. Okay, and the end of all this action is to is the famous scripture we know in John chapter ten, verse ten. It says, "The thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy." So, how is Satan planning to get us to this point of killing, stealing, and destruction? So. Killing, stealing, and destruction is the end of it. But how are we, how is he planning to get us there? So the Bible tells us that we we are not ignorant of his plans. We know. Hallelujah. Wiles also means cunning acts. His cunning acts. Okay? It means deceits. It also means trickery. It also means crafts. Crafts. It's a, a craft is a carefully designed thing. Carefully designed. A craft can refer to what you do. Those who play the keyboard, it's a craft. That's why you and I, when we sit there, chairman and myself, we can't play it. It's Pastor Zolile who can play it, but chairman and myself, no. Because we don't have that craft. You, do you get it? Uh-huh. So next week, if Pastor Melly is not around, Pastor Zos, over to you. Another meaning of it is methods. So we are not ignorant of Satan's methods or put on the whole armor of God that he may be able to stand against the methods 
of the devil. Then one final one. Strategies. When you go home, you can take all these words one by one and just look for the meaning in the dictionary to give you how, how, what we are up against. Okay? And Satan's greatest attack against you as a Christian is deception. Is what? Deception. Deception. Okay? Deception. Deception. It's not fornication. No, no, no. Fornication is just a, a byproduct of it. It's not stealing. Stealing is just a byproduct of it. It's like when he has been able to deceive you, then you do these things. So if we can cut off the deception, we won't even get to stealing. I don't like using fornication as an example because it makes the church very touchy. Well, are you all fornicating? If so, with who? Second Corinthians chapter 11 verse 3. Yeah, the church, because last Sunday I talked about righteousness. The church was very quiet. I, I almost went home. Now I've mentioned fornication. All of you have become quiet again. Hey. Charlie is brutal. Second Corinthians eleven. Second Corinthians eleven verse three. Second Corinthians chapter eleven, verse number three says, But I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety. So your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. All right? It says, I am afraid lest the devil, the serpent, as the serpent beguile. The word beguile means is the word deceive. So it says, as the serpent deceived Eve through what? Satility. The word satility is the word Cunning craftiness that ye henceforth be no more children. Ephesians 4:14. Tossed to and fro by every word of doctrine and by the cunning craftiness of men. Put Ephesians 4:14 there quickly. By the look, I'm talking about Satan's method is through cunning. We said wiles means craft, cunning acts. It says, by every wind of doctrine, be no more children tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine and by the slight of men and the cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to do what? To deceive. For you to be deceived, there must be a calculated act. Yeah, that's very, it's painful to say, but that's the truth. No, 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 no. Sometimes Satan wants to get you into something. He, okay, he, many of us are one, two, three-step logical thinkers. So we can't see beyond. Meanwhile, Satan has a 12-step plan. 12 steps or seven. Do you see? But you and I can only see up to three. It doesn't, there's no problem. So we say it's okay. But all he needs is for you to take the first step. Then the plan has been set in motion. 
it has just been set in motion. You think it only ends at three. You, you think that, oh, we are just starting on, uh, on, on WhatsApp. That's what you are thinking. Oh, we are, he's just checking on me. Your response is just step number one. You have just activated a calculated, organized plan. It may be a one-year one plan. It may be a seven-month plan. It may be a three-year plan. But the end thereof, Bible says, uh, broad is the way that leadeth, and many that there be that go there. But the ends, no, what's the scripture that says? But the end thereof are the ways of death. Yeah, is that scripture? The end thereof. So the distraction is not. It's not in the beginning. It's in the end. Bible says, and the end thereof are the ways of death. But in the beginning, it doesn't look in it. It even looks like the, uh, the better road. Come again. There's a way. Thank you very much. Yeah, I know. There's a way that seemeth right unto a man. So when you are starting, it seems right. It's, it's okay. It's when, when you calculate, because nobody, it's only a fool that sees danger and goes into it, according to the Bible. Okay. But nobody will see danger and step into it. So the Bible says, there's a way. It seems right to a man. So when you have started, what as far as your eye can see, it seems right. But Bible says the end thereof are the ways of death. So when you end up in the ways of death, you begin to wonder, how did I get here? Because I thought about it. I calculated it. I planned it. How did I get here? It's, you have just been beguiled by the cunning craftiness of the devil. You have just been beguiled. Now, I'll show you why the devil is able to beguile us. No, I'll show you now, now, now. I'll show you quickly. Now, when we talk about deception, deception is different from lies. Do you get it? Deception speaks more of a more complete lie. What do I mean? When you tell somebody a lie, or when you are told a lie, it doesn't mean you have believed it. But... When you have been deceived, it means you have been told a lie and then you have believed the lie. So the devil starts by telling you a lie. Do you see? Then he gets you to believe the lie. Then you have been deceived. Then you have been, you have been deceived. <laughs> Second Thessalonians 2 verse 9. We'll just read a few scriptures. If my time is up, then we'll go So the devil will tell you a lie, get you to believe a lie, then get you to even like believe the lie more than the truth. Then the deception process is complete. That is the strategy. Second, yeah, if you are struggling to find it, just go to, there's an easier way to find Second Thessalonians. Should I tell you? Just find First Thessalonians. Then it will go to Second Thessalonians. <laughs> Very easy. If you are looking for two, start with one. <laughs> Chapter 2, verse 9. It says, Even him is talking about Satan, whose coming is after, he's talking about the Antichrist, whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders. 
This is how, this is how the, the deception is put across with power, with signs and lying wonders. You know, when you see the power, you say, oh, this got to be true. It's got to be true. When you see the signs, you say it's got to be true. And lying wonders. So Satan is going to use power, signs, and wonders as he's trying to deceive. Yeah, I don't even want to go there. Verse 10. With all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love for the truth. The aim of the signs, the wonders, and the power is to deceive. So you are sitting in your beautiful marriage. Then you see a 25-year-old. Watch out for 25-year-olds. They are the most dangerous. Not 21, 22, 25. No, fully matured, fully blown. Then you say, oh, by the time you realize, boom, you have destroyed your beautiful family that you have. Yeah. You are sitting in school nicely. Everything is working nicely. Then suddenly, you see, oh, oh, this guy with hair on his chest, he looks very tall in the, in the lecture room. Boom! You're, look, it is Satan's plan to get you out of the university. He just starts with a tall guy. Now, if we say connect the tall guy and graduation, you can't connect it. But it's a scheme. It's a scheme. Now, who is Satan trying to deceive? Number one, Satan is trying to deceive the whole world. Revelation 12 verse 9, the Bible tells us that that same dragon, that same serpent, that same dragon, that deceived the whole world. He's trying to deceive the whole world. Is he trying to deceive Christ our hope alone? No, he's trying to deceive the whole world. The whole world. The whole world. That's why we have, I said, that's the greatest attack that Satan is launching on Christians or on human beings to deceive us. Let me read another scripture. Revelations 20, verse 7 and 8. Revelations 20. Then we'll come into the, we'll now start talking. Okay. Revelations 20, 7 and 8. And when the thousand years expires or expires, Satan shall be loosed out of prison. Now, this is Satan. He's coming out of prison after a thousand years. Look at the first thing he's going to do. And he shall go out to deceive the nation. You would have thought that he would go stealing from them. No, or killing. Or, no, no, no. To deceive the nations which are in the four corners of the earth. Magog and Magog to gather them together to battle. It is deception that makes us fight. Yeah, Satan's plan is to just cause a fight. Husband and wife, teacher and student, pastor and church members. I mean, anytime mother and child, any father and son, friends. To just cause a war. And if you see people fighting, there's always somebody is deceived. Either both of them have been deceived by the devil or one of them has been deceived. That's what leads to a fight. There's a deception. It's a, it's a, it's a scheme that Satan has worked out. Because why would you be fighting with your husband? 
When you are trying to build one thing, a family, it's not you are building another family and he's building another family. You are building the same family. So you are on the same team. Why would you be fighting your father? Why would you be fighting your pastor? Why would you be fighting your friend? Deception. But Satan's deception is to gather them for war. And I said, he will, he, he, will, he will go out to deceive the nation. Now, a person who can deceive the nations, a person who can deceive the whole world, must be a very good deceiver. Must be a very good deceiver. He must have a lot of crafts, a lot of cunning acts, a lot of methods, a lot of strategies, a lot of schemes. He must have a lot of them. Genesis 3 verse 1. Now the serpent was more crafty than anything <laughs> that the Lord had created. He said, now the serpent was more subtle. I told you the meaning of the word subtle is cunning or crafty. So the devil was more subtle than any beast. The field that the Lord had made. And in this chapter, we see the greatest deception of all time. The greatest and the first deception and the greatest deception of all time. We see it in Genesis chapter 3. And the Bible introduces Genesis chapter 3 by introducing a character into the garden of Eden. And that character was the devil. And when he came, he came with his trademark deception. He said he was more cunning. The Bible didn't say he was faster or stronger. No, he was more cunning. He's into tricks. Now, why, why, does, why, 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 why is the devil's lie here so believable? I show, let me show you four things that made his lie so believable. Or four ways to make a good lie. The devil is a good liar, I'm telling you. No, the devil is a good liar. John 8, 44, Bible says he's the father of lies. He's the father. When he maketh a lie, he speaketh of himself, for he's the father of it. You can't outlie the devil. Let's read verse 1. No, Genesis 3. This was just by the way, it's like spices. When you are cooking, you put a little salt. And now the serpent was more crafty than blah, 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 blah. And he said unto the woman, Ye has God said, ye shall not... I can't even see again. Has God said, ye shall not eat every tree of the garden? Verse 2. Thank you. And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the tree, of the fruit of the trees of the garden. Verse 3. But the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, ye shall not eat, neither shall you touch, lest ye die. Now, the craft begins. Do, 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 do. It has started. And the serpent said unto woman, the woman, ye shall not sh- surely die. God said you will die, you will not die. For God that knew that the day ye eat thereof, then shall your eyes be open, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Verse 6. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, you see, step one, he, she saw that it's okay. She did, and that pleasant to the eyes, 
and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit and did it and gave also unto her husband. And he did eat. And their eyes, and the eyes of them both were open. And they knew that they were naked. And sewed, sewed thick leaves together and made themselves aprons. We'll come to that one. Four things about a good lie. Number one, a lie is good when it's believable. Satan's lie was believable. That you will be wise. When you tell a lie and the lie is, is unbelievable, people don't believe. You say, oh, for example, you tell a lie. All the people who, who like, everybody likes Satan. You put it on Facebook. Everybody likes Satan. Nobody will believe it. Even Satan himself will not believe it. Because the lie is not believable. When we were young, we were in school. There was a boy. I mean, he used to tell lies. A lot. He had stories. He used to spin stories. He had a very wild imagination. One day, he said he was driving his father's car. We were in like grade 8 or, no, grade 9 or 10. And as he was driving... He was about to bump a car. Then he put his, he opened the door and put his leg outside and he turned the car. Hey! Look, we said, you know something? You think we are fools. We took him outside to beat him. Yeah. It's like he put his leg outside, then he's unbelievable life. But if you if you were to have told him he was going to bump something, then he swerved the thing. We will still go on because it, although it's a lie, it's believable. You can imagine that you will be wise. Your eyes will be open. You'll be wise. And you'll go for it. Number two, tell the truth sometimes. I said, how to tell a good lie. I'm teaching you, I'm your pastor. I'm teaching you how to tell a good lie. Tell, number one, tell a believable lie. Two. Tell the truth sometimes. Yeah. Because it, it gives you credibility. It gives you credibility. So, oh, what you said, this it is true. This one is also true. So, it's possible that this one is true. Meanwhile, that's the lie. Yeah. Satan, he told them, when you eat it, your eyes will be open. Your eyes will just open. Boom. And when your eyes open, you'll become like God. And the effect of becoming God will be you know good and evil. So he told that and that was true. When they ate it, immediately you saw in verse, verse, verse 5 or something, and their eyes were open. Immediately they ate it, their eyes were open, boom, and they saw that ah, it's not good to be walking around without clothes. They were naked. When you read verse 22, the Bible, God said that they have be, man has become like us and as gods, knowing good from evil. So they know. The third thing, mix the truth with some lies. <laughs> mix it up, Tyler. Mix it up. Just mix it up. So just when they are catching on with the with the lie, that the truth will confuse them. They say, "Oh, it's true." And number four, omit. Just omit an important part of the truth. 
What Satan did not tell these guys was that, yes, it's true. When you eat of this thing, your eyes will open. You will become like gods. You will know good and evil. Do you get it? But it, it, it is not enough to make you God. It's not enough. You will surely die. That's why in verse 22, but God said, when God saw that now they know good and evil, he said, now, and they go, behold, man is become as one of us to know good and evil. Now, lest he put forth his hand to take also the tree of life and eat and live forever. That's what make God is forever. So, he said, let, let, let's, let's sack them. Satan also knew. Satan could have told them that. Eat the tree of life first. Before you eat good and evil. And the tree of life, God was not preventing them from eating. The only tree God said they shouldn't eat. Genesis chapter 2 verse 17 is the, the tree that is in the midst of the garden. Which is the one Satan made them eat. So Satan could have just told them, eat this one first. Then when you eat this one, that, this is the tree that will make sure that you will never die. But he didn't add it to it. Sometimes you have a conversation with people, they leave a vital point of the information which changes everything. They never told a lie, they just omitted a portion of the truth. It changes the whole conversation, it changes everything you are saying. Just that small part. So, Satan is out to deceive us, and deception is so real. Many people are deceived as they move up. Every look, even every point you are in life, there's something that you don't know. That's, why, that's what we call CSD, current state delusion. That, it's a prayer we must pray all the time. Lord, right now as I'm here, what is my current delusion? Have you not looked back? You know, thank God for Facebook. That Facebook sends us memories. Have you not seen some of your memories two years ago, three years ago? And you ask yourself, what was I thinking? At that, that is what you were deceived about at that time. So the question is, what are you deceived about right now? No, no, no. So when I see people moving like they know everything already, it scares me. Because if you could be could have been deceived that time, two years ago, why what is the guarantee that right now you are not deceived by something? What is the guarantee? That right now something is not deceiving. Maybe the deception is in your finances, maybe the deception is in your Christian life, maybe the deception is in your relationship, maybe the deception is in your health. Yeah, maybe it's there. But you don't know. The question is you ask, what am I deceived about now? When you look at some of our old pictures, some of the clothes we were wearing. Yeah. Today what we are wearing, 10 years time, we say, what were we thinking? What were we thinking? So, know that Satan's plan is to deceive you. And we must learn to overcome Satan's deception. Because if he can deceive you, then he has you. He has you. He can get you to do anything. When you see a car driving recklessly on the street, it's not the cow. It's the driver. It's the driver. So depending on the driver that is in the car, whether it's a taxi driver or a police car, it will determine how the person drives. Do you see? So if Satan can get your mind... And get you to deceive you in your mind. Then the way you drive. Then he can get you to do anything. 
He can get you to, to, to cause even the most unbelievable problem you think you can never, which is so far from you, you he can get you to get into it. Yeah. As, I, as we stand here now, I know there are things you look at and say, me, I will never do something like this. It's true. But if Satan deceives you, you will do it. Yeah, if he deceives you, you will do it. Mind you, I said Satan, number one, he will lie to you. Then number two, he will get you to believe the lie. He will give you evidence around to believe the lie. I'm sure when Eve said to Satan that, oh, God said we, we shouldn't even touch it. I'm sure Satan touched it. He said, oh, but look at me. Am I not still here? I touch it. I have not died. Get you to believe. Touch it and see. Nothing will happen to you. Then the next one, ate it. Got her to do what she didn't want to do. And then now it makes you believe the lie more than the truth. There are so many people around who believe who, are, who believe in a lie more than the truth. Yeah, more than the truth. So, I, I'm going to give you a couple of keys. Do you like keys? Jesus said to Peter, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom. <laughs> give you a keys to fight this attack. Number one. Number one, today our time is I'll give you only one and we go home. Okay. Number one way of overcoming Satan's attack, this deception, is identify common lies. Identify common lies. Or identify certain lies that exist. Identify them. When you identify them, then you will know they are lies. There's no argument in your head about it. There are so many lies that move around. Very common. Identify them. I mean, for example, I mean that you'll be beautiful forever. You will not be beautiful forever. Who told you? When Bible says beauty is vain, charm is deceitful. But a woman that fears the Lord, she shall be praised. You will not be beautiful forever. Once upon a time, a certain brother I know had dreadlocks. Which means a lot of hair. Now has no hair. Cannot even make hair appear. It tells you that. And usually I'm surrounded by. Surrounded. I'm surrounded. I don't know why. Do, do, do you understand what I'm saying? Bible says. Does riches endure forever? Nor the a crown endure to every generation? No. So, 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 I'll be that's what I mean, I'm built for. I'm a baby girl with my baby hair. It's so fantastic. It's like plastic. I can be there. You attack me everywhere. Come on, baby, let's go party. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You are lying. You will not be beautiful forever. Yeah, there was another guy with a six pack, then it became a pregnancy. Yeah. That guy he asked me one day, do I exercise? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He asked me, "Do I exercise?" Do I? I said, "Oh, no problem." I was there a couple of a couple of years later. I saw he started to develop women's breasts and hips. <laughs> so deception number one. I'm just starting. Okay, <laughs> the message will settle. <laughs> 
deception now. So I've written out certain common deceptions, which will be good if you identify early enough. Okay. So the first one is God loves man too much to send man to hell. It's a lie that Satan wants you to believe. Oh, God loves us so much he can never send anybody to hell. Then you read John 3.16 to encourage yourself. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish. That, that perish there, what do you think that is there for? Do you think it's in the scripture for decoration? He said, well, anyone who believes in his son should not perish. God's love, it made him send his son. Now, to not perish, you have to believe. When the Bible has talked about hell, that hell is real. Hey, God loves us so much. Genesis, uh, Revelations 20. Let's read Revelations 20. God loves me so How many of you have heard this thing before? God, God loves us so much. He, can, he will never send anybody to hell. Yeah, he will never, he will never, he will never. Yeah, it's a lie. God really loves us. And how did he show his love? God demonstrated his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Let's read from like verse 12. That's how God showed his love. He sent his only son. It's, a, it's the greatest expression of his love. Don't think that he will go beyond that sending his son to say, I love you so much, so I won't let you go to hell. If you don't receive Jesus, you will go to hell. Yeah, and you will go to hell as a sign of God's love. Yeah, you will go to hell to demonstrate God's love. Yeah, that's, that's actually it. That, yeah, I gave you an opportunity to be saved. You think God didn't love his son to give him up to die for people like us? And I saw the dead. What is verse 11? And I saw the great white throne, yeah. And him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was no place found for them. Verse 12. And I saw the dead. So people thought hell will not happen. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were open. And another book was open, which was called the book of life. And the dead were judged out of the things written in, that were written in those books according to their works, 30. And the sea gave up its death. So if the people who have gone to hide in the sea, the sea brought came to vomit them before the great white throne. And, the, and death and hell delivered up the dead that were in there. If the people who had already gone to hell, hell brought them back to be sent back to hell. <laughs> verse 14 and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire this is when the fire will be burned this is the second death verse 15 and whosoever's name was not found in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire so don't be walking around believing, oh, God loves us so much, so you are just living recklessly. 
Oh, but we are in the church, brother. Then you are living recklessly. Look, sister, brother, if you live recklessly, you will end up here. You will end up here. A pastor friend of mine composed a song. Hell is real. Hell is real. Hell is real. Sometimes I don't want to go to hell. Something, some fantastic, nice song. Why should I go? And then what? I don't want to go to hell. Hell is real, my brother, my sister. So if you are in Christ and you are in the church, be in Christ properly. Stop doing wishy-washy. It's like I'm here, I'm not here, I'm here, I'm not here. You, you have a shock. God will demonstrate his love. <laughs> Number two. I give you seven, then we close. Righteousness is a thing of the past. Righteousness, living right, is a thing of the past. Yeah. Oh, why should I be a virgin? It's an old teaching. (laughs) Why should I stop stealing? It's an old teaching. Why should I stop cheating? It's an old teaching. It's not. It is not. It is not. Hebrews 12, Hebrews 12 of 14, the Bible says, follow after peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see God. Yeah, follow peace with all men and holiness. Without that, nobody shall see God. Nobody will come to God. Yeah. Last Sunday, I talked about righteousness. I said, righteousness exhausts a nation. Sin is a reproach to any people. Look, when, when you live righteous, you go up. When you sin, you come down. Now, today's church, today's church, church members don't want pastors to talk about these things in the church. Last Sunday, I told you, there are too many fornicators in the church. There are too many liars in the church. There are too many thieves in the church. There are too many of it in the church. Yeah, I spot a beautiful message by that was my point number. I should have left it at point number last. <laughs> too many liars, too many hypocrites and parasites. Yeah, hypocrites. They sit with you smiling, but they are hypocrites. They are, they are criticizing you somewhere else. Too many in the church, too many liars in the church, too many thieves, too many fornicators, too many, too many of them. In the church. He says follow after peace. With all men. In holiness. Without that. I remember many many years ago. We were advising some people that look. With the choir. We want them to wear long skirts. Do you see it? Long skirts. When they come on the stage. To sing. Do you see it? Then, so this is a Ghanaian type of. This is a, a Old Testament type of thing. You wear the skirt already. When you are down, the skirt is here. When you come up, all of us are sitting down. We are looking at you at an angle. A, a right angle triangle. We are looking at an angle. And you have been elevated. Yeah. You are at a height. And we are all down. So when you, when you are singing, we can't look up. We have to... Be, be looking down throughout the time you are singing. Nobody is blessed. People, rather, people leave the church charged with the spirit of fornication. 
So where escape that is after your knee? So when you go up and we look at an angle, we all we can see is your knee, and nobody likes anybody's knees. Two things people, three places people don't like knees, ankles, and elbows. Nobody likes it. Yeah. Look, one lady told us this is a, it's an old something. Hey, Pastor Melly, stop putting these girls with their skirts. It is like they leave nothing to our imagination. Stop putting them on the stage. Let's stop playing games, church of God. Stop putting them on the stage. Yeah. Stop. You should be able to. Can't you do the present worship alone? Look, one lady pastor, she, she had a choir of about 80 people. She retired all of them. 80. She had one of the biggest choirs in that 80 plus. She came one and said, hey, look, none of you is going to sing for the next. He suspended the whole choir for like four months. Every Sunday she will sing a solo herself. Yeah. Every Sunday she'll come and sing. How many songs do you want she'll sing? That's all. Now they were now applying to be back in the choir. Stop putting this type of... They are wearing a top like curtains or like a net. We are going fishing. We are going fishing. Ah. Pastor Mills cried, I don't get it. Ah. As though we are with Peter, James and John going fishing. They are wearing this like... Ah. Why? Meanwhile, if you don't if you don't teach them if in the church this is it, then outside the church they're only God. Only God. Only God. Tapelo. Only God. You are trying to serve God. And this is what is always around you. You came to church or to know God. Then they surround you with all that. Every day when you are going home, you are speaking in tongues, binding the devil. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 10. I said identify common lies. So you already know that the thing is a lie. So as soon as it comes, you just reject it. It's like you load it into your system. So your system automatically rejects it. It just, it, when it comes or reject, it doesn't say virus off. Verse 10, verse 10. It says, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that every man may receive the things done in his body according to that he had done, whether they be good or bad. One day we all appear before God and God will judge us on the things we did in our body, what you did. God will judge us. God will judge us. God will judge us. <laughs> yeah. Do, do, do you understand what I'm saying? God will judge us. Look, don't do it for the pastor. When you do it for me, I don't get any benefit. I, I, I don't go and see in my bank account, my, my balance has increased. No, do it for God and do it for yourself. Do it for yourself. Righteousness. You can't be in the church as a brother. Your aim is to sleep with all the girls that are in the choir. I mean, how? What church are you in? 
Who trained you? You cannot be. That's your vision. So every day you come, you hit one. Then you go and come, you check who's next. Ozo, street dancer. <laughs> Number three. Serving God is a waste of time. Lie number three. Common lie number three. CC, you are wasting your time serving God. Booty, you are wasting your time serving God. Serving God is a waste of time. It's also a lie. First Corinthians 15, 58. Serving God is not a lie. It's not a waste of time. I've been serving God since 1996 or 90-something. I don't think I've wasted my time at all. No, even if we die and Jesus doesn't come, and like Jesus did not exist, it's not been a waste of time. No. No, I've not lost anything. No, 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 no. I've not lost anything. No, no. Not missed out on anything. Therefore, I'm going to show you something about this scripture. Every day we come to church, we quote the scripture from here. It says, therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast and moveable, always abounding in the work of, law, of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor in love is not in vain. Your labor is not in vain in the Lord. It makes my point clearly. Is that not so? Now, if you go back a bit, you see that he's talking about when you die. He's talking about after you are dead. So he's talking about death. So this is where go go back a little and let's see. He's talking about death and resurrection. The, the serving you are serving God today, the real reward is after we are dead. And by that time, nobody can do anything to say, let me do a little more to add to. No, no. He says, then, no, go back. Well, there may be another scripture, just one more or something. So, when the corruptible shall put on incorruptible, so when this body dies, we'll put on a new body which is incorruptible. And the mortal shall put on immortality. From that time, we will not die again. That which dies shall not die again. Then shall be brought to pass the saying, death is swallowed up in victory. Next one. Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy, thy victory? Next one. The stink of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. Then 57. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So because of this, verse 58, therefore, my beloved brethren, don't be moved, be steadfast, always working and serving God, knowing that your labor it's not a waste of time. 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 Because you know eternity is coming. It's like going to work and you know that payday is coming. Payday is coming. They may be giving you overtime. They may be giving you work to do. But you know that on payday, you will be happier than all these people who have been banking work, who have not been coming every day, calling in sick, I'm going for a funeral. You know that on payday, oh, all the labor you have put in 
people. The labor you have put in for centers, it will not be in vain. The labor you have put in to serve the Lord, it will not be in vain. When that day comes, Pastor Zos, you will see that it was worth it. It was worth it. It was worth it. Nobody, and at that time, it will be so strange. You can't go back and do anymore. It's finished. It's finished. Perhaps the only regret we will have is that we didn't do so much. Yeah, we would have wished if I had done some more. If I had done some more. If I had given some more. If I had worked some more. If I had done more follow-up. If I had done more prayer. If I had done more visitation. That's it. Number four. I want to close. Serving God is for old people. Another lie. Ecclesiastes 11. Serving God is for old people. How many of you have heard this thing being said? Oh, let's enjoy our youth. Uh, when we grow, when we are old, when we are bowed. Now, the, the recent day bowed people, they are not all old. Yeah. Where's my scripture? Ecclesiastes 11, 9 and 10. 9 and 10, 9 and 10. It says, rejoice, O young man. So who are we speaking to? Young people. In thy youth. And let thy heart cheer thee. In the days of thy youth. Walk in the ways of your heart. (laughs) In the sight of thy eyes. But know that. That for all these things. God will bring thee. Into judgment. Know that you will account for all the days of your youth. Therefore. Remove sorrow from your heart. Don't be sitting there and be sad. Put away evil from thy flesh. For thy childhood and thy youth is vanity. As in, it will not be there forever. Chapter 12. Verse 1. From here we go to chapter 12 verse 1. It says, remember now. So I'm still talking about what I'm talking about. Remember now. This is the next verse, actually, after that verse. It says, remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. While the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt see, I have no pleasure in them. He says, remember God now. Serve God now. Do your best now. Because when you grow up up to a certain stage, you will not be even interested in God again. You would have drunk so much water that you will not be interested in God. Those of you who are young, thank God you have found God now. You are not losing out on anything. Thank God you have found God. If you had waited another five, ten years, you will say, oh no, I don't have time for God. I'm busy with my job. I'm busy with this. You will never have time for God till you wake up one day, booyah, and you are... You are before the, the great white throne. Yeah. Serving God is for old people. It's not true. Let me give you one more. Earthly achievement is better than heavenly rewards. That's also another lie. And I'm saying identify these things. There are so many lies. You yourself go and be thinking about and identify them. So as soon as you are hit with them, you say, oh no, this one is a lie. This one is a lie. Earthly achievement is better than heavenly rewards. Mark 8, 30, the Bible says, what shall he profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? 
Revelation 22 verse 12, Jesus said, Behold, I come quickly and I have my reward in my hand to give to him that is faithful. Bring it up, let's say, Behold, I come quickly to give to every man according to his work. According as his work shall be. Jesus is coming one day with rewards. When we get to heaven, there will be awards night. There will be a awards session. Yeah, when we get there, there will be, be giving awards. Look, as a parent, when you go for awards ceremony, you are hoping that your child will get an award. How many of you parents will agree that what I'm saying is true? Yeah. Although it's not always the case. So now to even even it, they just give their children award for uh, being in the being yes, best dress, best. They create awards so that the children's hearts are not broken. Best dress, uh, performance. One day I went for, I went for um, an award ceremony. Then they mentioned an award, sense of humor. I said to my wife, if my child ever gets this award. I will move him from my house. <laughs> it means you are only joking in the school. <laughs> sense of humor. They gave it to one child. Sense of, I look, I said, <laughs> he's a child. When he collects it, he'll be smiling when he's going home. It's good. You have something. Yeah. But if my child makes a mistake, <laughs> I'll send you back to the school. <laughs> you will return the award. <laughs> When others were doing mathematics, you were playing a game, joking in the class. When others were doing life science, you were telling stories in the class. You would go back and live at the school. Yeah. <laughs> but we all expect when we go that our children will get a prize. Something they can bring to show for their work. We all expect it. The same way one day we'll get to heaven. There will be award ceremony. It will be so sad when you get nothing. It will be so sad. They have mentioned all the names. Everybody, even some have gotten for sense of humor. And you have nothing. 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 And Jesus said the people I'll give the reward to, it will be according to their work. According to their work. What work are we talking about? According to your accounting work at the museum? No! Your accounting work at the museum, you are paid at the end of the month. That's it. That's it. At the month, it's finished. Case closed. According to the work that you did in the kingdom. Everybody says, I'm, I'm coming. Don't think I've been away for too long. I'm coming soon. And guess what? The reason why it's taking me long to come is that I'm carrying rewards. So I have a lot of baggage that I'm coming with. That's why it's taking I'm packing the reward. As, as I'm about to come, no, you do something else. Then I decide I got to reward you. So I go back and I pick another thing and come and add it to my package. As I am going, then somebody else does something. I got to get this guy something. Then I go and take it. But I am coming. And I'm coming with my reward. My reward is in my hand. I'm coming. Jesus is coming with crowns. Crowns to put on our heads. Let's get up and work for it. One of the crowns is for shepherding. Shepherding and looking after people. Yeah. 
that crown is given by the chief shepherd himself. Yeah. Number last one or something because the time is finished. Which one? It's better to be educated or it's better to educate somebody than to teach them the word of God. It's also a lie. Many of us will prefer that our children go to school. But when they don't come to church, we don't mind. When they don't come to church, to be taught the word of God. Many of us will sit at home and do homework with our children. But won't sit at home and teach them the word of God. Many, I look, I see it all the time. Now, let me tell you something. The Bible says, train up a child. Train up a child, the way he should go. And when he's old, he will never depart from it. If you educate the child, you have just, there are a lot of educated thieves in prison. A lot. They are even more than the totis. They are more educated thieves than uneducated thieves. The uneducated thieves, they are not the ones who are killing us. So the educated ones, they are the ones who are killing us. Yeah. The uneducated thieves, they just, they steal what they can see. Dedicated thieves, they steal what you cannot see. They steal what <laughs> you cannot see. Yeah, they will steal your future from you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they are the people who eat the roads. Yeah, there's supposed to be electricity somewhere. Somebody, an educated person. As eating the electricity, do you, don't you think that you need education to eat electricity? <laughs> ah! <laughs> I mean, you think that somebody who has not been to grade 12 can eat electricity? Do you, can you even calculate? Can you, what's the, what's the formula for electricity? Can, can you even calculate electricity? Yeah. When is the, what is the chemical, what is the chemical relation for electricity? How do you compose electricity? Voltage, current, E is equal to what? V is equal to what? IR. Okay. Uh, Alan, you said you did science. Why are you shaking your head? <laughs> ah, yeah, they are eating the electricity. They are eating the roads. Did you, do you remember they said COVID, they were giving grants? And the money didn't get to the people. You remember some 350 rands that um, Julius, no, no, the other Julius, what's his name? Cyril Ramaphosa. He said he will give to all of us. But it didn't get to us. Do you think if somebody was in grade 8 who, who didn't pass that ate that money? No, these are accountants, economists, some are doctors. Some are, some are PhDs. Well-educated people, they are eating they are eating that grant. Can you imagine 52 million people? All of us are supposed to get 350. Multiply it and see how much they have eaten. <laughs> the PPEs that disappeared. Do you think that it's Totis who stole it? Totis cannot steal what they cannot see. Yeah, they cannot see. And man, real money cannot be seen. No, no, no. Money that you can see is not real money. Those things you see in movies, then they open the briefcase, then it's full of money. It's only in movies. In real life, there's no money like that. That is in that day. No, 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 no. 
There's no money like that. There's no real money. It's on a computer. It moves from phone to phone, computer to computer. That money, you can't see it. Chairman, you can't see it. Now, the people who steal that type of money, they know how to go into the computer and take the money from there. But their parents didn't teach them that the Bible says that let him that stole steal no more. They didn't use the word of God to teach them. So the person grows, their mind is developed, but the soul is dead and desperately wicked. Yeah. Dead and desperately wicked. Those are the people you see abusing children. Yeah, abusing children. Nine-year-old girl, 34-year-old man or 42-year-old man, you are abusing her. The person's soul is wicked and dead. And your soul can only be fed and revived by the word of God. So we have just, we have just educated a pedophile. This is a pedophile with a degree. And some of these people become school principals. Yeah, nursery school principals. Sure. My God. Yeah. Nursery school principals. Can you imagine? imagine. So you, you, you are more concerned. Your child says, I don't, when your child says, I don't feel like going to school, you move heaven and earth for the child to go to school. When that same child says, I don't feel like I said he was feeling sleepy. So I said they should sleep. Oh, no problem. You are just nursing a new Osama Bin Laden. Yeah. Education is good. I went to school to be educated. I wouldn't be here preaching to you if I didn't go to school. And I, I am very strict when it comes to school. Oh, you should just try to be my child and see. You will resign. <laughs> now, very strict with education. But, but, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of everything. It, wisdom begins with fearing God. And how will our children fear God if we don't teach them from the word of God? Bring your children to youth. It's better to Uber your child to youth and let it cost you money or else the money he will cost you later on oh god oh. look i was saying on sunday that i said we should pray for our children i'm very concerned about our children we should pray for our children some of us think the way of, the way we show love to our children is by giving them anything they want our children will hold us responsible when they go astray yeah you wait and see I want a phone, then you have bought. I want this, then you have bought. If I don't buy, he will cry. Have you had anybody die by crying? Yes, there's death by chocolate at Roko Mames, but there's no death by crying. That he cried and he died. People who cry a lot can sing. It opens their lungs, they can sing. So you should take it as choir rehearsals. Anything, I want a computer in my room, then you have bought. I want, if I don't buy, you say I don't love you. Look. Your love, your, your love for your child, you see, is, is also your responsibility to make sure that the child is not exposed to evil. Pre, pre, protect the child from evil. Our children will blame us. And I was saying on Sunday, like, let's pray for our children. And as we were praying, I saw that only three people were praying. And I said, some people are standing, they say, oh, I don't have a child, so I don't need to pray. But some of these, your brothers, wait till he becomes a drug addict and he starts breaking into his own house. 
I'm dealing with a case right now. The guy has broken into his own house. He has a key to the house. No, I said, you didn't hear. He has a key. He lives in the house. And he has broken in to steal from the house. He didn't use that. He broke in to steal. At least if he used the key to open, steal whatever you are stealing, he broke in. It's, it's wild old. Mm-hmm. I said, look, it's our responsibility as parents to protect the children. Protect the children. A child cannot see danger when it's ahead of them. You can see. So he'll say, I don't like, he will cry and be sick. Look. Let him cry now so that you don't cry in the future. I said, let him cry now so that you don't cry in the future. Yeah. Hey, Pastor, thank God you are not my, my father. So, so do I. I finish with this one. It's more important to care for the soul, care for your body, than to care for the soul. Let me read. I have a couple of scriptures. Okay, let me read only one. First Timothy 4, 7 and 8. The church is really quiet. The children are toy- toying against me. The parents are, are praying for me. Yeah. Tyler, it's your responsibility to protect your child. Nobody will protect your child for you. Yeah. You'll be surprised the type of WhatsApp groups they are on. I'm telling you. And the type of pornography they are watching when you are not there. Egyptian pornography with Cleopatra and Pharaohs. That's what they are watching. You think you are showing like... I'm showing them love. You are being wicked to them. Yeah. If you really knew the effect, you will understand that it's an act of wickedness. Yeah, so they are on the WhatsApp group. Then they send. I, I'm telling. I said, do you know Egyptian? Egyptian with do you know Cleopatra? Ramses, Ramses, Ramses on chariots. That's what they are busy watching. Chatting with somebody you don't know whether he's a 54 year old person, 72 year old person. He tells you that I'm 12 years old, so you think he's also 12 years old. It's just a matter of time. Hmm? It's a hard message, eh? This portion of it is not easy, né? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pastor Zos, there's a call for you. Yeah. Have you brought my scripture? But refuse profane and old wives' fables and exercise thyself in thyself rather unto godliness. Okay? Then for bodily exercise profited little. What we do to the body, the profit is very small. But godliness is profitable unto all things. Having promise of the life that is, that now is, and of that which is to come. So, spiritual thing, godliness, building your soul, building up your spirit is profitable for today and for the life that is coming. But when you go, so you see guys in the gym, mm, 
The, look, the only thing that happens is you get tired and you build a body. After some time, the body will grow. I've seen so many bodies which have been built. I mean, rip, rip so tight that you think that if you just touch it, it will, it will, it will split open. After some time, oh, look, let me tell you, the end of all six packs is one pack. It's a pot belly. That's, is, that's their prophetic destiny. I'm not saying it's wrong if you have it. I mean, I wish I had six pack, about six of them. Yeah, I pack one pack of six here, one pack of six here, one pack of six. But look, I'm telling you, the end, even that guy sitting there used to have a six pack. Ask him where it is now. Ask him now. He's here. He's a witness. Ask him now. Ask him where he is. Look, the six pack that has him gotten here, hunger is the cause of it. Just let them be blessed a little. You will see it all get there. Yeah, it's just a matter of time. Yeah. So you are busy. Every day you sit down, then you make makeup. Hey, where's my mirror? Let me just make up. Today I want to look like uh, Rihanna. I make Look, the prophet is just a short one. If he doesn't go to the next day. Yeah, even when you do it, it's so perfect. Today you look like a, a, a Beyonce. By close of day, you have to wash it away. Or by the time you wake up, it has washed itself away in your sheets. Yeah. So, it's, look, I, I'm not against makeup. No, I mean, I, some of us need to make up a little too. So that we can see you. Do you see? I mean, makeup is... Connie, do you do makeup? Yeah, we have to come to you for makeup. Makeup, makeup. No, I am for makeup. No, no problem with that. Oh, when the pastor said we should do makeup. Please do makeup. Do as much as you want to do and you can do. I don't have any problem with it. But I have a problem with it when you are not building and taking care of your soul. Yeah, you are not doing anything about your soul. Paul said, while the outward man perishes, the inner man is renewed. Every day. It's renewed. As you are working on your outward appearance, work on your inward appearance as well. It's more important to rise up in the morning to pray than to put on makeup. Yeah. To put on makeup. It's more important to take care of your soul and your spirit than my last scripture, Proverbs 31 30. It says, For beauty is vain and charm. Favor is deceitful. Beauty is vain. Charm is favor, okay? But a woman that feareth the Lord. She is to be. Beauty is very to fade away. A time will come, no matter how much makeup you do, even the muscles can't hold it. So if you have spent all your time building the makeup industry of your face and build going to the gym every day, hmm, 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 then you are building that. You will see that in, in marriage, we don't use muscles. 
you will see your if you you will realize that at the end of the day your muscles is the problem of the marriage I want to get somebody to ask. I'm going to keep my figure very slim, very I'm going to do everything. You don't eat. You don't. You will see that at the end of the day, it's the slimness that makes somebody not choose you. <laughs> yeah, you will be surprised. That at the, look, to choose some. Look, when something is beautiful, it's just good. It's a, it's a sign that come close. But when we come close, what is inside? now begins to show. Now, when it comes out, you see that, look, she has a very bad attitude. Look, bad attitude with beauty, it can't work. Let me go my way. Let me go my way. Let me go. Sometimes the person is tilted towards just uh, 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 opposition and, 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 and non-flowing. I found a nice word for it today. Why have I forgotten? Yeah. It's like I don't follow instructions. No matter what you tell me, I won't do. I said, let's, let's buy ice cream. So no, I want a milkshake. Let's, 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 let's drink coffee. No, I want hot chocolate. I mean, you, it's like, and if I say, let's buy hot chocolate, you say, I want coffee. It's like you are tilted towards. Well, I'll find a word. I forgot. It. I forgot. Next time I'll find, I'll, I'll write it down. Yeah. This is tilted. Look, I said, look, I can't be challenged every day for the rest of my life. It's okay. Let me not bring you into my WhatsApp group. Then we can all be free. Church of God. I think this is where I'll bring the sermon to a close. Next week, we'll continue with step number two. Step number one is what? Identify. Identify common lies. Common lies. If you can identify common lies, as soon as they tell you, you know this one is a lie, you reject it. That's all. You don't even have to now, oh, could it be true? You don't entertain the possibility whether it is true or not. You just, from the beginning, yeah, from the beginning, I pray for all of us that this attack of the devil will not, will not prosper in our lives in the name of Jesus. Stand to your feet, let's share of prayer as we close. lift your hands, just pray for yourself right now. Pray that you'll be delivered. You'll be delivered. Delivered from deception. Deliver me from deception, Lord. Deliver me from the tricks, the plans, the tactics, the methods of the enemy. Deliver me, Lord. Deliver me, Lord. Deliver me, Lord. Deliver me from common lies. Common lies. The schemes of the devil. The schemes of the enemy. Deliver me from them, Lord. Deliver me from them, O God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Pray right now, pray, 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 pray. Deliver me, Lord. Deliver me, O God. Deliver me, O God. 
pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. That you will not be deceived. That you will not be deceived. Deliver me, Lord, from every deception. Every that the devil has its me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. With every head bow, every eye closed. Maybe you are here, but you don't know. Jesus is the Lord and Savior of your life. And you want to say tonight, Father, I want to be in the book of life. Please raise your right hand. You are here today. You don't know if when you die, you'll go to heaven or hell. And you want to say tonight, I want to change that. Please raise your right hand. Please join me in saying this prayer. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I accept that I'm a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ came to die for my sins. I believe, Jesus, that is the Lord and Savior of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.